Hey, I'm Raina. And I'm Nikki. This is our podcast where we're talking about how healing yourself includes tapping into your intuition. With a few laughs and some sage advice. To help you see that all the answers are inside of you if If you you just just shut shut up up and listen. Welcome to Just Shut Up and Listen. Uh, Today is a wonderful day for me and my friend Raina because we are interviewing one of my favorite people in the clean beauty industry. It's Lisa Matam. She is the founder and CEO of Sahajan uh, Skincare from Toronto. I ran into her through the interwebs in uh, the fall of 2015, and I kind of did that little tiny, I'm a small little tiny business in Kelowna, and I have like a 300-square-foot closet. Can we play? <laughs> and I totally thought I was super overstretching, but I'm like, I really, really am so in love. And she said yes, and... Then, to my horror, I realized my financial positioning was not ready. (laughs) So then I had to pause for four months before I could actually launch her brand into my store. So I am super fangirling today that she is here. Uh, She is an amazing boss, babe, mom person, and she is super advocating for women to be empowered um, within beauty. And I'm just delighted that she's here. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is my first time in Kelowna, so I'm pretty pumped. Oh, you're mm-hmm. going to love it so much. We are kind of in the most beautiful place in Canada, I believe. You're vacationing? I'm vacationing, and yeah. you came to hang out with us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. I, I emailed Nikki and said, I'm coming on vacation to Kelowna. Can I come hang? Basically. It was great. And then she said, can I come spoil some of your clients too? And I'm like, a hard yes. Yes, <laughs> a hard yes, definitely. So... <laughs> Tell us a little something about your backstory, Lisa. How did you choose to be this Lisa at this life? Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, in life when you start, you never think you're going to have so many iterations <laughs> in some ways, but you do. So my backstory is... Um, So I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, either working in or consulting to for almost 15 years. And so my background, I have a science degree, I have an MBA, and so, but I've always worked in like marketing strategy, all this stuff in pharma. And I came home when I was pregnant with my second child. And my daughter, while I was not home, got into my skincare. And she had put it all on, like super, super thick, the way that kids put things on. And I remember looking up at her and she was so cute, but I was like, oh my God, you have to take that off your skin. Um, Because it's funny how you are with your own kids, but I was like, I have no idea what's in that. What's in that. And what that could be doing to your you know, young, beautiful skin. And I was so much more like, and I always say this, like we're certainly not running like a perfectly clean, sugar-free, you know, gluten-free household by no means. But I was really mindful of what I was putting on her skin. And so Mm. when I saw that, I remember distinctly, one, making her taking it off, but two, I took her to her room and there were these little bottles and I said, if you want to play with anything, play with this. And they were bottles that my parents had brought from India Mm. and, you know, things that my parents would have used on me, you know, their parents would have used on them. And I said to her, you know, if you want to play with anything, play with this stuff. I really trust it. It contained ingredients that I knew, things that I had grown up on. And it was in that moment, and I always describe it, that I kind of had this like, oh, like (laughs) if my skincare isn't good enough for her, why mm-hmm. is it good enough for me? Yeah. And then I think for like a deeper part of it was like, if I really believed in all of these ingredients and I trusted those so much, how, why was I not using them day to day? 
And I think there's there's probably a deeper, more you know, psychologically rich story there. <laughs> but uh, I always tell people like it wasn't cool when I was a kid to smell like coconut oil. But uh, right. you know, like it. Mm. And so I, you know, you kind of walk away to go as mainstream as you can. Yes. And then something pulls you back. And so when I had that moment and I started looking around, that was the day I made the official transition to clean beauty. Mm. And I remember because I went online and I went to Sephora and I went to Shoppers Drug Mart and I remember going. This is actually a terrible story but I, I won't say which store it was but I went into a store and I was like I'm looking for something that's natural like really mm-hmm. natural and she handed me something and I looked at the back and it was when I was educating myself and I said I'm not sure that this is natural and she said but it has a tree on it yeah oh wow and I was like oh okay. like that's our barometer mm-hmm. yeah okay cool right. uh, you know yeah. now I understand yeah. and um so you know while I was going through this I kind of just thought you know what if this is what I believe in and this is what I stand for and I and I really started to feel passionate that these ingredients I grew up with I wanted to see in skincare. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was sort of the deciding moment. And then for me, what was, you know, we were talking about this just before this started, the science piece is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think growing my career in, in the farm industry taught me rigor, which I think which I've applied to the to the product and their formulations. But also I felt like I kind of went through this phase where I was like, how did it take me so long to get here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you, yeah. you and you see it even today. Like you'll see these, you know, people who are like drinking ginger shots and, you know, practicing yoga and doing all these wonderful things. And then they're buying the worst skincare. Yeah. And arguably in some ways that was me. And so I was like, I think the reason it takes people so long to get there is because they don't believe the clean skincare works. Absolutely. And I'm up against that front lines every single day. And, you know, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. They're whether you're mainstream beauty or clean beauty, there's brands that are great and there's brands that suck. Yeah. And it's not whether it's clean or not clean, that's the question. It's the brand itself. Mm. Absolutely. That's the problem. It's the formulas, it's the ingredients, mm. it's all of those things. But yeah. I think fundamentally, like especially when I first launched, I remember I had this woman who was like, oh, I love your skincare. What I'm doing is I'm using yours for a month and then I'm using sort of like real like kind of results one for a month and then I'm using mm. yours for a month to detox. And I was like, mm, like this isn't about de- like what are you, what yeah, are you what? talking what? about? What language are you talking <laughs> right now? You know, yeah. and clean skincare works. And if you do a really good job with it and you know one thing I appreciate about your philosophy from spending the day is that not everything is for everybody Mm -hmm. but if you have like if as a collective as clean beauty brands we do a really good job we can service everybody of course Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. um my my I don't even like to use the word sell because I'm like this whole practices person it's like Mm -hmm. if you're not going to do the practices like don't waste your money on the products because the planet's at maximum staff. And if you have six cleansers under the sink, I think that's a good indicator you're not cleansing. Mm-hmm. So like stop buying the cleanser. Like mm-hmm. it's like that step back point. But what I find is really interesting how people really shop from their heart. Yes. And when they're when they're connecting to a product, mm-hmm. it's fascinating how that smell, that moment, that story, mm-hmm. which is what makes your brand such an easy talk about because people want to know the story behind it. And mm-hmm. that's that additional buy-in where they're like, I want to support that. And it mm-hmm. makes me feel good. But you're right. People want results. And mm-hmm. there's such a misunderstanding about clean beauty and results. Mm-hmm. There's t- tons of results in what Mother Nature offers us. Absolutely. And yeah. if you think about it, like even in modern pharma, right, like there's an ingredient in, that we use in our serum. We use it in our face cream. It's called Gotu Cola. The scientific name is Centella Asiatica. And um, when it was recommended to us by the Ayurvedic doctors to use uh, the uh, the chemist who created the formulations was a pharmaceutical chemist and he looked at me and he said, you know, in pharma we use that mm-hmm. and we use it for wound healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I was like, because it has the ability to stimulate the production of collagen. And I was yeah. like, 
that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so I think in pharma, we turn to naturals all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's, a, but there's a disconnect because it's the way that it's maybe produced or the way that it's sold to you. But, mm-hmm. you know, w- mother nature provides us with incredibly potent ingredients. And so Absolutely. if we can take, you know, take advantage of them, leverage them, you mm-hmm. know, use them in a great way, you yeah. get what you're looking for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's where my job comes in is putting the person in the right spot. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we just had someone who just left mm-hmm. and uh, she was saying to me while we were talking, like my skin has never looked better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I can tell you all the brands I've been through mm-hmm. in traditional beauty before I came into Nikki. Yeah. And she said, and she, she cleaned me up. She mm-hmm. cleaned up my skin. Yeah. And we totally made her routine way easier. Mm-hmm. She was making it so hard on herself. Really? Yeah. And that's the thing that I find so disheartening about beauty. Beauty should be this beautiful experience where mm-hmm. you're taking that time. You've carved that time out for yourself. It shouldn't be a chore. Mm-hmm. No. It shouldn't be shame spiraling. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be all those things. And these are the feelings women get when they buy the products they regret they bought. They didn't like it. They weren't properly consulted. Now it's a job because someone oversold them for a routine that doesn't fit their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it goes under the sink and they feel bad. Because uh-huh. it's added to the other $2,000 of stuff under there that they didn't use. But they're keeping mm-hmm. because they're attached to it because of the money they spent. I'm like, mm, we can do a little better than that, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, totally. You should even say under my sink now that you say that. Mm. It's true, right? Because it's easy. I know under my sink looks sometimes a bit complicated because I'm always trying to Because you're things, formulating, yeah. Because I'm formulating. But I think of, I think of makeup that I've bought, mm-hmm. you know, either because I thought I should mm-hmm. or I was in the moment yeah. or someone told me it looked great on me yeah. and then it just got put away because I don't wear a lot of makeup. Like no. this is, you can't see me right now, yeah. but this is the most makeup I ever wear. And You're that's not my list day to day makeup. This is more than I usually wear. So yeah. like selling me on all sorts of makeup is not going to mm-hmm. solve anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. We, the topic we bring up here a lot is how many lipsticks have you bought for a Christmas party? Weddings. And then you get drunk and you yeah. don't reapply it anyways. No. no. And then you shove it in the drawer. And a year later, there's another Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You forgot you had that lipstick. So you go buy another new lipstick. Mm-hmm. And then you find the other lipstick. Now you have two lipsticks that you're never going to wear again. But yeah. you're not going to let go of them because you feel bad because you bought them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll sit there until they get rancid. Yeah. And then you'll feel bad and throw them in the garbage and not even properly try to recycle them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Don't buy the damn lipstick. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we just had, like, I feel like you heard me earlier because I <laughs> told this story, but the word was an holiday. It was wedding. And I buy yeah. a lipstick yeah. because I feel like, oh, I'm going to a wedding. I should. But then, like, who knows where it goes? Because the other mm-hmm. thing is it goes into a purse because you never reapply mm-hmm. it. And then it lives in that purse. Mm-hmm. And then one day you pull it out and it's melted or it smells. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You always yeah. think you'll reapply it. Yes. You don't. You always do. do. No. <laughs> and when you do, it looks weird anyways. Yeah. Because you've been on the dance floor yeah. and <laughs> your skin is just, your lips are like, yeah. back off. Back off. No, it's, lipstick time's passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was two hours ago. Yeah. Things are just, we're not there now. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's really interesting with uh, yours being like your skincare being like that sister science to yoga Mm -hmm. and so much happening within the movement around um, like all of the aspects of yoga, whether it's poses or um, breath work Mm -hmm. or whatever. A lot of people are becoming much more aware of Mm -hmm. their dosha. And so it's really cool when someone comes in and immediately, you know, and they come out and and I ask them a little bit about their life force or I ask them a little bit about their their things Mm -hmm. like that. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm Pata or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm, I'm like, I think I have a brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think we yeah. need to talk about this anymore. Like, yeah. come over here and just kind of t- hold space with this and tell me how you think. And it, it's really cool to see that shift yes. as people are bringing it into their shopping as understanding it's 
like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. This is part of my whole health mm-hmm. care. And it's not, beauty is much less about vanity and much more about wellness now, oh, which is. is so, so great to see. I'm so pleased to be part of the yes. part, like in participating with it mm-hmm. because uh, so much more satisfying than overselling couture products like I yeah. used to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fascinating. What what have you noticed in your few years around wellness and beauty and the, and the combined thing? So it's, uh, you know, it's fun. It's funny because I think of when I started this and I played actually for a while. I'm, I don't think I've ever spoken about this. Not that it's so interesting, interesting in my head, mm-hmm. but um, whether or not I should call it Ayurveda or inspired by like Indian beauty rituals, mm-hmm. um, because I, I had this concern on one side of me that was like, people don't know what Ayurveda is. Mm. And am I already creating a barrier? And that barrier makes it harder for them to get into the skincare. And I just want people to get in. Right. And, um, and then I quite quickly said no, because it's based on a, on a science and it's this ancient science. And if I neglect, you know, where it comes from, I'm really not doing it justice. But what I've found fascinating is when, when we launched, I did this event at, um, so we did this sort of launch thing at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I was in the gifting lounge and it was super cool. And I, I did it for a couple of reasons because, you know, it's, I wanted to kind of not really just for me, but I don't know who I was speaking to, but I was kind of wanted to put my stake in the ground and say, this is a brand that I believe in and I think it's going to be big. So I want to put it out here on, on a big stage because, you know, there's so many beautiful founders and creators and everyone from the person you meet from the farmer's market. And I wanted to, to really help differentiate it. And I found even when I talked to press, I think sometimes people are weary because they're like, oh, another clean beauty brand Mm -hmm. from like, you know, this, and, and clean beauty is almost uh, all, almost entirely dominated by women. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I think sometimes that works in our favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And the level of seriousness that they take is sometimes Mm -hmm. different. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do that. And so when I had some of these stars come through, I I remember meeting um, Emmanuelle Shariki. She's in Entourage is how I know her Mm -hmm. best. Um, Sloan from Entourage. And she was like, Ayurveda. Oh, my God. I've gotten all these treatments and this and that. And I put Amla in my smoothies. And I was like, what now? Yes, like, you're like, people know this yeah, word. People know what this yeah. word is. And and Brie Larson came through, who is in the room, and she told me how she was filming a movie and she lived in Kerala and she did all these things. And I was like, get out of here. And then, you know, two weeks later, I was now like kind of hawking my goods and no one knew what I was talking about. Mm. Wow. And uh, so to me, it was, you know, the upside of that is celebrities sometimes tend to be early trendsetters. Yeah. And so I knew that it was possible, mm-hmm. but nobody had heard of this. And I still run into that a lot, but sure. it's certainly changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've also had to learn how to talk about it. Mm-hmm, That's right. actually been a big takeaway for me. Yeah. Like, Because people would say to me, like, why are you so passionate about this? And much like you said, now the phrase I said it one day and it really just sunk in, as I said, I really believe Ayurveda is the gateway to wellness. Mm-hmm. And in Ayurveda, beauty is part of that, mm-hmm. right? It's not about like, how hot do you look mm-hmm. today? It's like, does your skin look healthy? Yes. Do you feel good? Do yes. you feel proud of your skin? Yes. Like, are I, you we comfortable know, in your skin? Are you comfortable in your skin? Yeah. And what can we do to make you comfortable and feel good? And, and, and how can we introduce you to these ingredients that you might even be putting in your smoothie, you know, just like mm-hmm. I said, like putting in your smoothie, eating, you know, d- you know, you're taking turmeric for inflammation. Why wouldn't you take all those same ingredients and put them on your skin? Absolutely. If you if you trust them to do all of these things, and and there was you know, and and I think beauty sometimes has done a disservice to people where wellness products have done a really good job of saying you need to be well. Yeah. You know, we we want you to be healthy. We want you to feel good. We're going to support you in that. Beauty is typically like what you you know. I I walked in recently to a store because I sometimes like to check things out, and the first thing she said is, "Oh, you've got dark circles under your eyes." Yeah. And I was like, "Thanks. Oh, you yeah. don't think I know?" Like, yeah. And I'm actually okay. 
with it. I'm very comfortable with I'm that. I'm very comfortable yeah. with yeah, that. Thank you so for you pointing out my humanness. Yeah. yeah, you don't need... And she was like, are you sure you don't need a concealer? And I was like, I'm... I'm sure, yeah. you know, yeah. but, and I think, and I'm sure you'll never work for my brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of, you know, so it's like, I don't need to be sold on, you know, mm. what you perceive as imperfection. Mm. Yeah. Just make it's me true. the best me I can be. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. been the beauty industry that's is how um, they are. immediately vulnerabilities, yeah. mm-hmm. insecurities, their yes. sales. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's like part of my, my own self within it, even though I've, I am proud to say, even though I was in the industry mm-hmm. for all those years, I managed to hang on to the majority of my integrity the whole time. Mm -hmm. But while I was being trained, that's how we were being trained to sell Mm -hmm. was to capitalize on people's vulnerabilities um, and like exasperate the urgency behind stopping aging because it's so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, we must stop it in its tracks. Mm -hmm. This aging thing It's going to devalue you as a human being. What? Mm -hmm. And so now that I've had a chance to step away, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I'm like on the like other side of that now where it's like, you know, let's celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And when I have those opportunities to intercept, because the conversations are super real because we've been taught our whole lives to devalue ourselves by our age. Mm-hmm. What? And so I'm always like, when someone's like, oh, this age spot, oh, this wrinkle, oh, this, oh, this, I'm like, can we hand them a megaphone so mm-hmm. they can tell us the story? Cause that wrinkle has a story. That sunspot has a story and they're mm-hmm. part of your beauty. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's what I love about the wellness piece is, um, that empowerment to embrace our aging Mm -hmm. and not fighting it. But instead of looking at aging as my skin is becoming wrinkly and my skin is becoming this, it's like, let's look at it as the longer we can keep our skin dense, the longer it can protect us so we can keep partying when we're Mm -hmm. 90. It's not about what it looks Mm -hmm. like. It's about how this meets that cover Mm -hmm. can continue to protect us Mm because it's its job. And for a lot of people I'm finding is they're looking at it from that way, their dialogue's changing Mm -hmm. and their skin automatically becomes nicer because they're dialoguing with it different. And it's so Mm -hmm. cool to see. Mm -hmm. And I love that that movement's happening. Now people, when people are kind of told of like a vulnerable thing like that, they're like, "Mm, I don't really believe you. Like they're, they're quicker to reject it than to actually like, oh my God, sell me the product quick. Yeah. Fix me. Fix me. Yeah. Fix me. There's much, Mm -hmm. there's much, I shouldn't say, in my space, there's mm-hmm. much less of that. And I do mm-hmm. kind of get in my echo chamber. That's real. Mm-hmm. And then I go to like the mall Yeah, the real world. Yeah. And then I'm like, that was painful. <laughs> Can I go back to my happy world where people are kind and healthy and holding space for each other? Because that was really traumatic. <laughs> but I am noticing on the most part, people are, are quicker to be. I'm not f- listening to that. That doesn't feel right to me. And there are better boundaries around experience. Ex- explaining or proclaiming mm. or reclaiming their beauty mm-hmm. that's like much more real than it was even five years ago mm-hmm. which i love for sure yeah. for sure um does your brand kind of have an age group that you find like that, that are really understanding the wellness part around the beauty it's funny that you asked that question because <laughs> i'm straight you know because every brand needs like an online strategy and mm-hmm. someone asked me that and i was like well, we sort of have, I feel like we have multiple demographics, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. because we have very much what I'm going to call it a more tenured client mm-hmm. who, um, while we don't love to talk about aging, you know, there's definite um, sort of because of the ingredients, there is an impact, whether it's to like help to minimize the appearance of fine lines, mm-hmm. whether it's just to make your skin look healthier. And I find also skin that's dry and looks dull. Once your skin's hydrated, all of a sudden it's like 
Mm-hmm. Dewy. It's dewy and lovely and you feel mm-hmm. good about it. So I feel like we have this like very tenured client who just is like, you know what, I want something rich like your face cream and it's that just going cream. to, you know, yeah. really make everything better. And then we have a very young demographic. Um, and I think it's also a bit product related too, like the cleanser. Like everybody goes for the cleanser mm-hmm. because the beautiful cleansing oil and if you're wearing makeup and all that kind of stuff. So we span multiple ages, but I think it's uh, different motivations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very different motivations. I yeah. think the younger client is very motivated by clean beauty, mm-hmm. is very motivated by sort of the wellness element, is is mm-hmm. interested in the ingredients mm-hmm. and, the, and the efficacy from a, it makes my skin dewy, dewy glowy. Yeah. And then the more tenured person is like, hey, I just feel like I look good. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. it's interesting because it, it was validated a little bit meeting some of your clients. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that is like about your brand in my store is true. Even like you're like, looking over you're probably North America mm-hmm. like my Kelowna group mm-hmm. and my small online group is that's exactly what it is and I think one thing that I could say is a blanket statement for the experience of your brand with my clients is they're minimalists mm-hmm. they love how it's so easy and they don't mm-hmm. have to like all these layers and all this mm-hmm. time it's like minimalist it's easy it's mm-hmm. fast and they they are so committed and mm-hmm. um, because it's not like, oh, God, this routine at night's going to take me so long. Oh, forget it. I'm just going to go to bed tonight. I'll just mm-hmm. do something in the morning. They're like, no, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I can just do it. It's like these quick, easy steps. And so they're getting the best results because it's not overwhelming. Yes. Because the modern woman is not interested no. in all the complication. Or she is for a brief period of time mm-hmm. when she's feeling vulnerable and she mm-hmm. buys it all. But mm-hmm. does she commit to it? No, not mm-hmm. long term. Like, mm-hmm. It's not sustainable for mm-hmm. the planet either. Like we mm-hmm. can't, like when we look no. at our, our what share of ingredients we should be using, we should not be having 10 serums in no. the bathroom mm-hmm. on like live. Like mm-hmm. if we go over, through that many serums over a course of a time, fine. But mm-hmm. 10 opened live mm-hmm. needing to be used. No, that's not, mm-hmm. the planet can't take it. Mm-hmm. So it's the sustainable to follow through and sustainable for the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm such a hippie. Yeah. Everything <laughs> comes down to, are you using your share? Yeah. The pie only divides into so many slices. <laughs> so many available. Only so many slices of pie. Um, Raina. I'm just, I'm thinking when you guys were talking about like, you know, it, making it, it feels like a chore. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like how, like, where is that from? Is it a time management thing? Is that uh, we've been advertised to? So just the whole totality of that realm is with the guilt and the shame like why does that play out in the moment when we're like oh it's bedtime it should be routine time Mm. that we start having the Mm. chore the shame spiral like you said like I'm just trying to figure out why I've seen that from a few different angles um some of it's just plain old exhaustion because the hustle's Mm. been Mm -hmm. so Ugh, you know how my, mm. my thoughts on the hustle. But uh, by the time a woman who is trying to maximize her career, be the great mom, partner if that's part of her parameters, whatever, mm-hmm. like her truth is, by the time sleep o'clock comes, mm-hmm. yeah. there's not a lot of steam left. You're so yeah. done. And yeah. um, it's that whole, she, she put so much of herself out, she literally did not hang on to enough for herself. Right. Yeah. So she just literally that time of night came and literally it's not because of anything more than just fuck it. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. fuck it because you know what? I don't have that left in mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And that is for me is one of those things where like I'm always trying to help the practices of like, okay, we need to change your timing because yes. if you're leaving it, you, we know you're just going to say fuck it. So like we need yeah. to ch- shift your timing yeah. around. And um, I think another part of it too is some people are, are more of a I'll deal with it later 
Mm-hmm. Um, instead of if I am, if I get in good habits now of, you know, skin rituals and thing, things now, my skin will be healthier mm-hmm. later. Yeah. It's more of a, uh, okay, so I've never really taken care of my skin and now I'm in, having these problems. Right. Yes. Can you fix it now? Yes. That's and so, so it's, it's sort yeah. of a not connecting that mm-hmm. it's not something that you just do when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's something you need to do all the time for maintenance. So you have less problems. Right. And, um, I think there's, and I think too, we have to reframe it, right? So there's the one is like, I would never go to sleep without brushing my teeth. So mm-hmm. why would I go to sleep without mm-hmm. washing yeah. my face? Absolutely. Right? And and I'll be the first one to say, like, when I'm super tired, mm-hmm. like, it's not a big ritual. It's like I can slap something on and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I admit that. But yeah. I think it, there's also the piece, and, and we can't always honor this every day, and I'm the first one to say I don't, but it's like, it should also feel like a treat. It should. Yes. You know, because yeah. it's not about, like, oh, look at my eyes, or mm-hmm. oh, it's like I can see, like, mm-hmm. I had never heard the term 11s before, <laughs> but now that I know what they are, they're like the lines between your eyebrows apparently they make an 11 you make an 11 oh 11. you have an 11 yeah they, why I know. do i have one not yet not yet no <laughs> but come on aging like it shouldn't be about like staring at your face in the mirror and being like oh mm-hmm. you know i you know and and it's funny because my ritual that actually sits beside my bed is becoming longer mm. because that's the to me that's the fun part it's like mm. now like my husband thinks i'm like gone cuckoo bananas but like i take the body oil and i put it on my feet and then i put socks on and then i do this and you know and those are the things it's like you know what i've had a freaking long day and this actually makes me feel good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the that's the dialogue piece. Yeah. And like I, I said to my so so many of my clients, I'm like, um, instead of putting your timer on to make sure you're cleansing long enough, put on a song. Yeah. Yeah. Make it fun. If getting it done at nine at night's not working, do it before dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If like what do you need to do to make it fun for yourself? Mm-hmm. And if you have just taken on too much, just start with washing. Mm-hmm. Just start with washing. Mm-hmm. Don't like don't overthink that you if you're not gonna do this whole campaign, no, you're not gonna bother at all. Today's beauty campaign is you washed your face. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I do get like because life gets exciting sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things are happening and then out of left field, you know, dad falls down and breaks his hip and then out of right field, this happens and you're like nine at night and you're tired and you just remembered, you're not even sure if you ate that day Mm -hmm. and you're thinking to yourself, washing my face, really, is that a Mm -hmm. thing? And it's like, maybe for you it's not, but Mm -hmm. find that thing that is your thing that no matter what Mm -hmm. that that happens. And for me, it is washing my face. No Mm -hmm. matter what, I always wash my face and um, I do always brush my teeth too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Even if I've had like crazy night, like no matter what it is, like I will find, pull myself together. Yeah. And brush, <laughs> Pulling myself together yeah, and brush, brush my teeth. teeth. Like no matter what has happened in the day, yeah. like, I will wash my face and brush my teeth. Yeah. I was, um, this is going to sound really silly, but I was in the Sephora incubator program, mm-hmm. which was amazing. So basically, you know, Sephora has created this incubator, which is, um, you know, meant to support female founded businesses who, you know, was a great compliment, you know, struck my ego, but mm-hmm. like, you know, who they believe have, I think they call it, have the capability to redesign the future of beauty, mm-hmm. but all female founded businesses. And, you know, don't quote me on the numbers, but it, it, like they're, the motivation for it was something like, uh, so my numbers aren't exact, but like 85% of the beauty brands in Sephora run by men, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. 85, 87. Oh, I believe COVID. it because I was yeah. out there playing in that sandbox yeah. for a long time. So it's a crazy place. So anyways, we go to, back to your cleanser story. We go and so they, we had, part of the program was us learning how to like understand 
customers because what they were trying to basically tell us was as beauty founders you know sometimes you can spend a lot of time in your office but you have to understand the person who's actually using your product and so they did this thing we were working with ideo which is this like ideation um company and they were teaching us how to ideate and get ideas and so they brought all these women in and we had to interview them Mm. and so we had to interview these two we had to interview these women and every time we would ask them like what about their routine and none of them wash their face. It just turned out like nobody washed their face. And so sitting beside me was this incredible, we had this uh, executive in residence and she had had this incredible, uh, you know, life and, and beauty. And she turns and she's like, where did they find these people? Like, <laughs> like who doesn't wash their face? You know? <laughs> and it was the funniest moment because I was thinking in my head, oh, I know actually a lot of people who don't wash their yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's like, once you're in it and you're doing it, it's like, who wouldn't brush their teeth? Right. Yeah. But when you're not, it's That's like, not your normal. It's not mm-hmm. your normal. And it's seen as beauty care mm-hmm. and not, you know, keeping myself healthy. healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. you know, keeping myself clean. And what I found fascinating about that experience was I was interviewing all these women who didn't wash their face, but yet were wearing mascara. But yet, right. like, you know, not that they were wearing, ton- they weren't. And they saw themselves as not heavy makeup users. They saw themselves as like, yeah, I surf and I do all those things. And I was like, yeah, but like, that's when all this stuff comes on your face, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and it's we, not just makeup. It's not just makeup. Yeah. And we live, something crazy, like 90% of us live in overpolluted areas, according to the World Health Organization. Yeah. Like, there's a yeah. lot of daily yuck, mm-hmm. yuck. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the stuff. That's the stuff. And that's the conversation. Or, with, oh, I don't need to cleanse. SPF. I don't wear makeup. Yeah. yeah. SPF. Like, I don't wear makeup. I don't. The only thing I wear during the day is SPF. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and they're like, I'm like, and they're like, I'm having cluster breakouts, and I don't know why. And I'm like, are you wearing sunscreen? Because it's summer. They're like, yes. I'm like, well, how are you cleansing? Oh, I don't cleanse. Mm Okay, so I think we found your problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's really. But then we have to also be, you know, mindful that many of the places where women are shopping, it is a self serve experience, and they're being educated uh, through self serving on. Like, uh, like their choose their own adventure yeah. stuff with YouTube videos and things like that. And very few of the people who are doing these things are actually like, ed- like educated beauty people. It's mm-hmm. just they're sharing their thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. on it, but they're not like people who understand skin and understand stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like blind leading the blind. And so just the practices aren't being understood like yep. people don't even understand how their skin functions day to night mm-hmm. let alone how to use products according to what's going to be in most synergetic way with their skin mm-hmm. so i love starting there with people it's like so do you know what your skin's trying to do right now and are you working with it or against it mm-hmm. and they're like that's totally working against it i'm like how about we work with it like get in harmony with what's happening yeah. with your body because mm-hmm. it's very liberating for your skin to not be fighting with you all the time because mm-hmm. you're working against each other right liberate your skin Hashtag. Liberate your skin. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the favorite your favorite part of your job? Oh, what is the? Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, that's a good <laughs> that's question. Good. That's, that's a, hard a one. good question. What is the favorite part of my job? Working with me, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? It's it's a combination of things, and some of them aren't going to make me sound that great, but um, it's. You know, I love, so like today was an incredible day and it's interesting because today's the first day of my vacation. My husband's here, my two kids are here. And so mm. I felt kind of bad leaving because I was like, why do I do this on vacation? And not because I didn't want to be here, but because like you carved out family, family time. time I carved out family time to work, but mm-hmm. because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But then I had this incredible experience of like a few of your cl- clients saying, 
like your your skincare has transformed my skin and like literally my heart of course my heart mm. melts so mm-hmm. there is there's absolutely that's that's what but the second part which i'm going to tell you is the total truth <laughs> is i get this occasional feeling of like winning mm-hmm. and i'm like if you know doshas i'm a pitta mm-hmm. and so like everything is like all fiery <laughs> about me and like yeah so like i i, I am embarrassed it's like you had a yoga instructor come in early and she earlier and she was like do you practice often and i was like i used to but now i don't have a lot of time and i really need to get my like workouts in mm-hmm. which is hardcore pitta as well mm-hmm. like i don't have time to slow down and do yoga <laughs> um but i get these occasional moments of winning when something good happens for the brand because i feel like someone's choosing clean beauty, someone's choosing Ayurveda, someone's choosing, you know, the product that I put out into the world, right? And it feels some ways like such a privilege. Like I Mm. sit there or or I remember there was this blog article, it was like a mom blog, and they really, I mean, went out of their way when they wrote the title, but it was like, meet the mom who's changing the face of beauty or something Mm -hmm. crazy like that. And all my cousins who are amazing all posted this article on their Facebook. And this lady writes, you know, oh my gosh, that's your cousin? I use that brand. And I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, people who aren't related to me use this brand? Like, (laughs) it was, and so it's this amazing feeling of like, both your heart is on fire, but also like, it's uh, maybe it's the pit in me, but it's like I'm accomplishing something. Yes, yes. and that's and such that's, a that's a, mo- a very motivating thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very motivating thing because it's really like uh, it has definitely the last three years have been like the most incredible roller coaster. And there's been moments where I've been like, I just want to hide under this desk and not mm-hmm. come out for a while. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I Absolutely. bet you've been there. Yeah, and and moments where I've just been like. Okay, Lisa, like pull your you again, pull yourself yeah, together. Get it together. Like get it together. <laughs> like you know, brush your teeth and get out there. Um, <laughs> but so having that occasion, you need that win. And I've actually often said that to my friends who are entrepreneurs, and I have to remind myself of that. I I do this thing um, at the end of the year where I like write down like what's good that happened this year what do I need to learn from what do I need to change and I remember when I went to do it it was like a year into the business and I was like nothing good happened I have nothing to write and then I sat down and I was like oh no like good things did happen to the but you when you're constantly trying to make things happen and you face challenges and you whether it's you're hearing no's or just like things aren't happening the way you want them to or people don't you know it's it's frustrating so Mm -hmm. when you have that and then you have a win you're like okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's easy to get distracted by what you're not getting, and then you miss all the good stuff because you're like, "But it's not here yet." It's like, "But what about these things?" But what about these things? Yeah. And you know, but but it's like, but it, but that's not here yet, right? You know, or <laughs> yeah. or this thing happened, and I've I've really the experience of entrepreneurship that surprised me, and I, I wonder if you've had this experience too. Is like it's so emotional. Like I have my two children, and I love them, and far and away they're my priority but like it is like I've got this third child and mm-hmm. so oh, yeah absolutely it's it's a child and it's a very needy child very needy it's child a very needy very, child very. and so you go through all these wild emotions with it mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. is it you know why does somebody you know like why does somebody copy it why does this happen mm-hmm. why did you know like all of yeah. these things yeah mm-hmm. uh, totally and that's in that thing is is it's your child but it's more of you than your children Inside, because yeah. it's it's like so much of your emotional DNA is dumped yes. into that brand. So when something happens around it that wasn't what you wanted or you hadn't predicted or mm-hmm. it was just that weird slap from the left that you just mm-hmm. weren't, it hurts. Yes. Like it really hurts. Yes. And then you're like, 
but it's business, but my feelings are exactly. hurt. Exactly. Right. And it's like, for me, coming from man's world, I'm like, there's no tears in makeup. <laughs> I don't know how many times Oh I my God, that, there right? are tears in makeup, yeah. my friend. And I'm like, I haven't stopped crying for three years. <laughs> I had lunch with a girlfriend last week and she was like, uh, we were just talking about life and she runs her own business, I run my own business. And she's like, if I can give you any advice. And I said, sure. She's like, I think you need to cry more. And oh. I was like, what? Like, I was like, do I look? And she was like, no, because if you don't like, she was like, if there's anything I've learned from running my business is if you don't cry, it you just hold it all in. You yeah. just hold it all in. And then that's worse for everybody, right? Yeah. And then, or you go through this phase, like I know I went through this two years ago, where I was like, we don't take vacations. I'm running mm-hmm. a business and it's got to mm-hmm. be successful. You're so pitta right now. Am <laughs> <laughs> I like, my hands? You see, I'm like, ah! I think it's exhausting sometimes, <laughs> but it's, you know, and it's all of those things, right? If, if I really believe in Ayurveda and I really believe that Ayurveda is about balance, I have to remind myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's okay. Yes. It's okay. Totally. I got called out by my own clients. Mm-hmm. Like when that's embarrassing when your own clients mm-hmm. call you out, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, so how long has it been since you had a vacation, Nikki? After I'm like, you really should have a vacation. <laughs> yeah. You tell you. And then I'm like, they're like, so when was the last time for you? And I'm like, we're not talking about me right now. Stop projecting. Yeah. But proud to say I actually booked a vacation. Yeah, you are. You are taking one. It's happening. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a bath that's like 80% ritual body oil? No. It should be. Oh my that gosh. Be a thing. I love that that's a question. <laughs> because somebody somebody posted a picture of them putting the body oil into their bath mm-hmm. and I reshared it on stories and someone wrote me back and said, you can put the oil in the bath. And I actually wrote back and said, I've never done it. What? Because I feel like I would slip and you would oh. fall and I and so I actually wrote this back and I was like I think I've always believed that oil shouldn't go in the bath because mm-hmm. I will hurt myself yeah. but then she was like this and this is a person I don't even know wrote me back and was like you're nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like right on I sure am I was like, I'm always the creator and, and, but okay. I, <laughs> and I take a bath almost every day like I had nice. a bath this morning mm-hmm. in this rental property in Cologne nice. <laughs> like I always taking baths so i'm gonna try that oh, i'm so not gonna amazing. do it here because i yeah. don't want to crack my nut in so, somebody else's bath but so i'm gonna funny. do that though. like spinning off on that mm-hmm. um i do bathe with it i don't pour it in the water i massage it into my skin oh. in the water so um oh my god it's That's like different oh my oh. god i have a 50 dollars a month body oil <laughs> habit it's oh like god. out of control and I'm really, most of the time, really diligent about washing the tub after because it's not my own place. I got Mm. a child. I have to make sure the child doesn't get injured. Um, Let me tell you what it sounds like when a six foot five teenager wipes out in the tub because (gasps) mommy didn't clean her greasy oil out. I didn't know what else to Uh yell down the hall besides, please tell me all your teeth are still in your mouth, because I didn't know what else to say. Um, It sounded terrible, as Mm -hmm. all his, he's like a St. Bernard puppy, he's all arms and legs, and hearing that wipe out in the tub, and I immediately, I'm like, fuck, I didn't rinse the tub. I knew it was me right away, and I'm like, end of the hall, are you okay? He's like, mom, (laughs) you didn't rinse your oil out of the tub. I'm like, my bad. So yeah. If you're going to do it, which I highly recommend, 
uh, rinse you have wash to your tub. Yeah. It's wash your wicked tub. dangerous. Mm-hmm. He was okay though, just to cleanse. Oh, or it just was, to close that story yeah, off. Just to yeah, close yeah, that story like off. He's safe. Child still, yeah, was fine. It's okay. His feelings Please were hurt. Don't make any phone calls. Yeah. Her child is yeah. okay. Yeah, and. Uh, Every time I'm in the bath, which is like every night, don't forget to rinse the tub. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. you're going to get it yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. why you, yeah. well, also summertime. That's why you maybe moved away from that habit a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's true. I tried, having a, I tried having a cooler bath with yeah. the body oil. Mm. Not the same. Mm. There's something about steaming hot bath. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was too hot for steaming hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they say if you have a steaming hot bath, it cools you. I don't know. I'm also a very fiery person, so that's a yeah, whole you are. That's warming oils in a hot tub right. on a hot day. Yeah, yeah, yes. Too many layers like, in there. So maybe a lot of hot <laughs> eating celery in there. It's like when I read the pitta description and it says no spicy food, I'm like, what would I eat? What would I eat though? What would I eat after breakfast? Because that's when the sun starts. I would but you also grew up on that. I grew up right? on Indian that's food. And that's my, I always say that when people ask me, I'm like, but people in India, are, they're the ones who started Ayurveda and they're eating spicy food. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe they just mean like not too spicy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also that whole, explain to me what spicy is. Because your yeah. spicy is going to be different oh, than exactly. my spicy. That's true. So you get to have a different level of spicy. There you go. Yeah. 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 I'm with you on that. It's like mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. I'm. I can't do it. No. Like when I go to an Indian restaurant, I order white person spice level, which means zero because <laughs> I can't handle it. Like yeah. a one is mm-hmm. too spicy for me. I'm working oh, on it because okay. I'd like to be able to enjoy spicy food. Because the people that I know that love spicy food, like it makes them so happy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to obtain that level of happiness just from spice. It's fun. Fun mm-hmm. fact: If you get to a certain level of spicy, you actually have a dopamine release. Because, right. Yeah. And one night after a uh, gorged oh on Indian food, just <laughs> gorge my soul on Indian food. I hit the spicy level that I literally, like my eyes glazed over. I was on full dopamine. I'm like, I am so Did high you have a, on spicy right now. The spice orgasm? The spice, spice orgasm. <laughs> this, this is, so I think you've introduced this as something new, the spice I orgasm. Think orgasm. I was Do there. you have those? So you know what's interesting that I've noticed about my spicy behavior is that if I'm away, like we are now, so we typically, you know, we're just sort of eating what's around and we're also being, you know, my, you know, we are not eating it every day. So I think, you know, whether I think I had a boiled egg and a banana this morning, you know, because <laughs> I'm on my vacation. Yeah, right. Whatever way of, of acting is I come home and it's like, I'm like, I need Indian food. I think I start to drool. Yeah. Or like, we go, like, it's time. Uh, it's like, it's time. It's had enough of like whatever salad you're feeding it. Yeah. And, it's time for some real food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Real flavor. Mm, and the Stick fries. And you've been like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fries. Yeah. Mm. Fries. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah. Mm. Yummy. I love fries. How do you feel about Butter chicken poutine. I've never had it because I'm not sure how I feel. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know but how I'm I feel about you. it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel. I want to try it because if if somebody had it, I would try it. But I don't think I would buy it Seek because it I think I'd yeah. be sad if I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I actually, this is gonna, this is like weird Indian stuff for you, but had never tried butter chicken until I was in university. What? Because my parents are from the south, and it's just like not. Oh, it's a thing. not a thing there. And so I never grew up with it. My parents never ate it, and then I came back from university and was like, I tried this thing, butter chicken, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much like a North Indian thing. Okay. And most restaurants. 
when you go when you go to an Indian restaurant, you're eating North Indian food. Huh. So most of the food I grew up on, you wouldn't have in a in an Indian restaurant. So I was like, interesting. Oh my God, look at all this food. I'm so curious. But I'm so what curious. Now. Other Indian food mm-hmm. there is. Oh, you need to try South Indian food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's different. Yeah, mm. it's actually I, I'm not going to take credit for all of these things, but uh, I read this good food article that was like, how did Indian food go from being like oily kind of whatever to being like the food of the wellness people mm. and part of it is that the like wellness part of it is is mostly South Indian food cool because mm. it's there's like a a thing called a dosa it's like a the Indian crepe oh yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you know, so you know, know that's that's all South Indian yeah yeah so okay. it's like fermented mm-hmm. and it's like gluten free and all these mung bean, isn't it? It's like mung bean and rice, rice. flour, yeah. Yeah. And, and and you you leave it overnight yes. and you let it ferment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. So that's what I would have had more of. We're we into fermenting make those. things. We'll have we like a, I have a jar of dosa at home. We just need to fry it. What? What? Yes. Uh, like Colleen, you why are we not eating thing? dosas well, right now? Uh, <laughs> Colleen's mom makes it. Oh, right. Cool. And then she sells it in jars, and you just fry it like it's like batter, and you just. Make and you it. just put it like really? Yeah, she's like, just cook it like a pancake, and I'm like, what? Yeah, oh, like wow. a thin. We should have like a dosa party. Oh yeah, my God. we should dosa parties. <gasps> We're gonna start a thing. Yeah, yeah, I love and it. then we can sell it for your spice orgasm. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah, and there'll be there'll be me all glazed over in the corner, going, I can't make eye contact because my pupils are too large. <laughs> and then I'll be glazed over because I'll be in the ritual. Body, body or bath. bath. <laughs> it's true. We'll make it See, like we are game. entrepreneurs right now because we're coming up with all these yeah, crazy yeah. ideas yeah. for new, yes. new ventures. Yes, yes. Just move people through like assembly line. We're going to get you really high on spicy food <laughs> and then put you in and an oil bath. bath. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's the event of the future. Because yeah, okay, oh, the great. whole time I was in, like in your store, I was like, you know what? We should have a Sahajan spa somewhere. Oh God, oh, you God, so yeah. should. Yes. Oh, I would be, should. I would be endorsing the shit out of that. Yeah, like a signature spa. Like, oh my God, I'm selling all my. All my business ideas. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. People mm-hmm. would totally. And there'd be, it could be like this whole like experience because it it's be ex- wellness. Mm-hmm. It's wellness. So yeah. it's like wellness food. Mm-hmm. There's a place, I actually haven't been, um, I'm meaning to go the next time I go to New York. It's called The Assemblage. It's like a, I think it's like a co-working space slash hotel slash oh, cool. number of things. But the menu is Ayurvedic and all, a lot of their um, events are all wellness based. Because sounds like our kind of place. Sounds like yeah. our kind of place. But I think that's the way of the future. Like oh, absolutely. People, like we're starting to realize, right? Yeah. Like we can't, like I, you talk a lot about sustainability, but yeah. I think of like sustainability of our health. Like we yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah. Wealth as it was viewed even so much as eight, ten years ago was mm-hmm. always about price of your car, yeah. size mm-hmm. of your house. Mm-hmm. Now wealth is much more about health. Yes. Because yeah. that's, your, that's your abundance piece is yeah. how long and what's your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Where's your, like... None of it means shit if you can't walk out of your house exactly. when you're 55 or 60. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, have all the money in the world. If you can't have a quality of life, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And now that we've seen, like, in my case, I watched my dad work his ass off mm-hmm. to get to his golden years. Now mm-hmm. he ha- finally has permission to stop working mm-hmm. and retire, and there's no health left in him. Yeah. And I think all of us are kind of looking at that going, well, okay, whose plan was that? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not subscribing to that plan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm healthy and well, and I'm going to maintain that. And I'm not going to hustle so hard that I don't get to have quality of life anymore yeah. when I'm given permission to do so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my quality of life and maintain my health. And, but we're all learning how to do it together because yeah. our parents didn't know how, exactly. so they couldn't teach it to us. No. So mm-hmm. 
world is kind of floundering and going, mm-hmm. is this the wellness piece? Let's what about this? this? What if I try this one? <laughs> Here's the weird, like, like taking you back to the beginning of my story, my dad, a little bit, yes, he's from India, and we kind of picture everybody sort of like, you know, like a guru on the mountain. But actually mm-hmm. where my parents are from, like, you know, I don't think like any of his brothers practiced yoga or anything. But I think part of it was that he moved to Canada, was like, sort of finding his way. He used to work, be a college professor. He got here, was told his education wasn't valid. And so mm-hmm. when I was young, like he worked at a factory and he went back to university. But he he early, early on subscribed to like wellness, I think partially because of his upbringing, but also because he was like had a lot of stress and all these things to manage. But it's interesting because I deflected it at the time. Like he was like, like I used to think he was like cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Like I remember when I had my first breakup, he was like, I think you should write down how you feel and we're going to set it on fire. And I was like, Come on, really? Like, are we doing this weird shit again? Dad? Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I was a kid, I'd be like, I'm having a sleepover, and no doing your weird like candle lighting and meditating in the morning. Just make pancakes like everybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I love it. Yeah. But now that's why he finds now my life hilarious because he's like, oh, it's so it's important like, oh. that like he yeah. found this Ayurveda book in my in my house one day, and he's like, oh. This is what you're reading now, like yes, yeah, oopsie, yeah, yeah. hardcore. That's the same as me. I grew up on a farm. We were pretty much self-sustained. I could not wait to get away from that mm-hmm. shit in the animals and the garden and the yeah, constantly preserving food to live on in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now, now it's like coming all back around. Yeah, and then yes. I got, it had city life, and I was like, so cool. Oh my god, like yeah. everyone wanted to be like me. And then now I'm like, can I just get back to the earth? <laughs> and it's true. Can it can't yeah. just be simpler times? Yeah. Oh, oh, so funny. Sorry, mom and dad, you were kind of all right. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but the hard work. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. dad retired so late in his life, mm-hmm. and like, um. It's one of the things that I find really interesting, like totally spinning off somewhere a different direction, is the the money piece and how so many people think that it's part of their job to make enough money to take care of their kids when they die. So they're not only trying to take care of themselves, but they're trying to work hard enough to make enough Mm -hmm. money so their kids Mm -hmm. will be okay. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I think that's great to a certain point. Like if something were to accidentally happen and your kids were like eight... Mm-hmm. But once, like for me, that part of my life, once Jay's 18, I'm like, so all that shit about saving, you're an adult now, you made it, mm-hmm. spending my money. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not working my ass off for you anymore because mm-hmm. I survived you're long enough to now. help you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you get to go do you. But um, there is that thing, like when my dad got really sick, um, that's where the dialogue went. Well, let's look at the things so that when I pass away, mm-hmm. you get the things. I'm like, I don't want any damn things. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. more time you. with you. Yeah. And I want mm-hmm. you to take that and, and have the best quality of life you can have mm-hmm. while you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, oh, no, because my responsibility uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I realized all the work he had done up to that point was to build that mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. And for me to then say, well, I don't want it was super was rude. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. super rude. So now I'm trying to be like... Thank you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I don't like, want it. I don't want it, you, but I have but to say yeah. thank you because this is what the whole premise of mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so glad that there's a shift around that. So people are just finding that quality mm-hmm. of wellness and abundance besides then just their like money wealth, mm-hmm. just their money wealth. Yeah. Wellness, it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. Or, we don't, or we're not here or we're simply not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me sad. Wellness is everything. Yeah. Wellness is everything. We thank everyone for listening. This is like a very special day for Nikki, so if, I'm probably going to go home and like have something 
like dark chocolate. Like a celebration. A celebration mm-hmm. dark chocolate tonight. Um, thank you for joining us, Lisa. Oh my gosh, and thank you for having me. Thank you for like just coming to see my space and what, oh, how we do that here at the Green it's Vanity. so amazing. And it's so, so, so um, amazing. It was nice to have one of my people that I look up to so much in my space. Oh, it was gosh. like a, it was like a full, a Feeling full circle mutual. experience for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's like, this is the person that I've doing, then they come to your space and it's like, I'm feeling a sense of completion. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so it's been a very wonderful day for me to have you here. And I'm glad that when, when you had the opportunity to come, you reached out and said, can I come visit? Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful for me. And I'm glad you got to meet Miss Raina too. Yay! I'm really honored to- that you came. Thank you. We'll oh my gosh, chats. I couldn't have come and not come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. More chats in the future with Miss Lisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Lisa and her fabulous Ayurvedic skincare um, brand, you can find her on pretty much all the different media outlets, whether it's Insta, Facebook. She's kind of in all the places. She has a website, obviously, too. To spell Sahajan, it's S-A-H-A-J-A-N. I believe she is a .ca for Canada or a .com in the U.S. Uh, Enjoy following her on social media. She's always posting great wellness things. And uh, we were just delighted to have her on our show today.